It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, September 29th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is wondering where all the camp battles went. Where's the beef? We are going to catch up on the latest from training camp. We're going to talk about those battles, plus we're going to preview the weekend preseason action against the Bruins and Devils all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks once again for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with the delightful Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology as a show. We're everywhere at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Russ, I think at training camp, you know, we're, we, we've got some winning moments and we've got some not so winning moments here. Uh, Cam Atkinson is back out on the ice and was practicing yesterday. And according to John Tortorella is cleared for action. Uh, so that is good news. He says he felt great uh, at practice and uh, he just needed a little more rest because, you know, those old bones are creaking a little bit. Yeah, it's still a red flag, but I'm happy he's back. Yeah, so it looks like he'll check into at least one of the two weekend games. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be at least the home game uh, because they'll want to put as many uh, of the top guys out there as possible. I mean, I do feel like just as a reporter, I need to point out he only played one preseason game last year. And right now seems like he's on track to play like one preseason game this year. Yeah, we'll see how that goes and uh, if they, in fact, do put him in uh, up in Boston or they wait until that Saturday home game against the Devils. Uh, On the other side of things, Cam York did a rehab skate yesterday uh, on the other ice with the athletic trainer, uh, much like Mateo Mann has been doing. He's currently listed as day-to-day. Good to see him on the ice would rather he was in practice. I don't think anybody's got a good beat on what the injury might be. And it's enough to keep him practicing by himself where he can't even practice with anybody. So if you're practicing by yourself, uh, he's not playing for the next couple games. So, and he yeah. wasn't playing good to begin with. So then it does make you wonder how he's going to be to start this season. Because again, this whole Flyers blue line is different. It is vastly different. And so trying to figure out where Cam York fits into it is extremely important in this preseason, trying to figure out if they can rotate him to that right side. Uh, like we've been talking about, figuring out the right D partner for him. All of this is important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes an injury can't be helped. And and we sure. understand that. It's it's just really unfortunate because these are huge questions that need to be answered. And so we, we certainly hope he's back skating with the team as quickly as possible. But obviously, responsibly, you don't want to risk additional injury if you don't have to. No, we agree. 
So looking at this training camp as a whole, um, it seems like they're starting to split the practice groups into more NHL versus AHL uh, groups there, which is, you know, it makes a lot of sense given that Phantoms training camp starts on Sunday and they want to maybe start skating the guys with who who they're actually going to play with over the course of the season and get that chemistry going. Uh, but there, there's definitely some, you know, tells that they are showing by doing such a thing. Um, obviously, things could change. They always change. And there, there are messages being sent here. But if you look at the forward group, you do have Tyson Forrester there. But kind of the quote unquote extra is Samu Tuomala there. Right. Probably meant to fire him up and we'll see if that actually works or not. Yeah, I think that is a huge part of it. Um, he was a big part of that game against the Islanders, got a lot of ice time um, and got to play with, uh, you know, the Flyers level players out there. And, you know, if you listen to our show yesterday, you'll know that we kind of had a mixed feelings about his performance, that he had some opportunities, but it felt like he was being carried a little bit out there, especially by Scott Lawton. Right. So. He's got a couple more games to prove it. That's what it tells me. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the message is here. That, okay, we're going to, you know, put you into the fire here. Like out of the frying pan into the fire, as they say. And and see what you got. And, yeah. you know, it, it could also be a message to the other guys that you're not getting this chance, right? Sure. So uh, you got to, like, your Bobby Brink, your Ollie Lixel, like those guys got to step it up too. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, there's no question about it. But again, my problem here in camp is is what happened in the offseason. Acquiring all these defensemen made it less possible for some of the other young guys to break through. Now, you might say, hey, nobody's playing good enough to do that. Yeah, maybe that's true. I mean, I I, I think Helge Grimes has played good enough to to be the seven, if nothing else, but he can't. He can't because of all these other guys and the Zamula contract situation, right? So then, so then he can't. So these, some of these guys are, are blocking young players. And, and that's where, you know, if I had a chance to ask Danny Briere, why acquire all these guys? Even if you made the trades, you didn't have to keep all of them. You could have just redealt. So it, it's just odd. And, you know, again, I kind of look at the coach who is kind of like, you know, hoping that he has Forster on the team because he has a great shot, but otherwise he'd be okay with going status quo. It seems pretty obvious. Yeah. To your point about the blue line side of things, sort of the quote unquote extra there is Victor Mate, who's not who I would have expected to be in that spot. Zamula was included no. again because a, I think he's deserved it based on his play, but B yeah. he is more um, guaranteed if there is such a thing, a roster spot given his contract situation, like we've talked about, but um, you know, no surprises there other than Matei maybe getting that extra chance to skate with the big guys. And then that's all it is. It's an extra chance. I mean, everybody knows what, what he can and can't do. And he's a good fill in. You don't want this guy up all year. You just don't. I think so. On the goaltending side of things, uh, the only camp cut we know about as of this recording is Carson Bjarnason was officially uh, loaned back to Brandon. 
uh, for the season, which we knew was going to happen eventually. It was just guaranteed a, a matter- to happen. Yes. Yeah. It was just a, a matter of, of when, and they decided to make this move, but no other cuts or, or moves at the same time, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. I think after next game, there'll be a bunch. I think by the time they get back to the home ice, it's mostly going to be the regulars. I mean, I hate to say it folks. There's just not a lot of um, drama here. There could have been, there could have been, but a lot of it was, was taken out of it. Yeah. I I think there are a lot of questions still to answer, especially on the goaltending side about what they're going to do with roster spots. Um, As far as the timing goes, uh, waivers officially started yesterday uh, because it's the 12th day prior to the start of the season. Um, And so cap friendly says, you know, the gates are open and uh, we can start potentially seeing guys put on waivers, although it, it probably won't happen until closer to the roster lock deadline, at least on the flyers end. But, um, but the, the opportunity is out there. Yeah. The opportunity is out there. I don't think there's going to be anybody yet. Maybe we could see Cal Peterson go that way, but I don't think anybody yet. Uh, and, and one thing that could change things for the flyers if, is if Cam York can't get back in regular action, you know, then, then you'd actually have some real change, but that's hard to predict right now. Yeah. I think that that is going to be a huge factor because I think there is some potential competition on the blue line for that extra spot. If York is unavailable and that's a big if, but um, aside from that, like why aren't there camp battles? Because again, they, um, they just they filled the roster with veterans in the offseason. It's the it's the, the most obvious thing. It's this roster is what John Tortorella wants. Uh and, and right now, if if you look at it, Nick Sealer is guaranteed to make the team. You can say what you want, but you can't guarantee me that one of the young guys can't do what Nick Sealer does. And it's not like Nick Sealer's costing that much on the cap that you couldn't make him the seventh. So there's Nick Sealer. Okay. Then, you know, you've got this fourth line with, you know, Hathaway, Paling, and, and Delorier, which is a very nice fourth line, very well-paid fourth line, but it's taken away spots from younger players. Okay. If, you know, whatever. If, that's, if you're not worried about that as a fan, then enjoy the fourth line, but just know that it's doing that. And then as far as the rest of the team, you know, if the, uh, if the injured vets are back, yeah, you're just talking about is it Wade Allison or is it Tyson Forrester? Like that's what you're talking about. And Torts will decide. Even if Forrester's not doing well, he still might take Forrester because he likes his shot and he said it publicly. Beyond that, this is like John Torello's team minus, you know, any of the young players. He put up with Cates because he knew Cates was super smart and very um, well-managed coming out of college. But the rest, he hasn't coached them. So tell me, you know, where's his appetite to put him in the lineup? All right. Well, we're going to dig more into the details on this and break it down by position a little bit more coming up next. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver restaurant favorites. And now with DoorDash grocery delivery, you could stock up for the week or order those last-minute cravings conveniently. There's thousands of grocery stores to choose from, and you'll get exactly what you ordered or will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. You could even save on your all your grocery and restaurant favorites with no delivery fee 
on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. DoorDash has easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. And right now, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget that's LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Next week on the show, we'll have more training camp and preseason game talk. Uh, Monday, we'll have our nemesis of the week, as always, plus a mailbag on the Wednesday show. So get those questions into us. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. You can comment over on YouTube or send us a message over on Twitter. So talking more about these battles. It's hard to say where it starts and where it ends because there's so many cascading effects here. So if the Cam York injury is more significant, that creates, I think, a battle for that uh, seventh defensive spot. And do they move a Nick Sealer into the seventh slot and allow one of the younger guys to have a competition? It could start in the goaltending slot because are the Flyers going to be forced to carry three goaltenders this season because they can't, for whatever reason, um, put Sam Urson um, and Felix Sandstrom on the Phantoms at the same time and they decide to wave Cal Peterson or there's something going on there with those three where they feel like they have to keep two on the flyers at the same time. There is a Andre Vasilevsky injury. If they put a goaltender through waivers, are a team like Tampa going to snap them up, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, But maybe there's a worry about, you know, the whole hockey Canada thing. So they're staying stocked up on the goalies just in case. Like there's, there's a lot with that. If you put Cal Peterson down, um, Maybe they would get him if they don't have many other options, but he would certainly be among the last. So the Flyers just right now, they kind of have to have that messy situation and goal messy, just in the sense that it's uncertain um, what might happen there. So, so there's that. Yeah. I think, you know, from a competition standpoint, there is a battle that Cal Peterson is trying to break into this, uh, positional battle with he's not going to win that battle. And, I hate that he's not. He's but not. I'm saying he's trying. He is that trying. That is what's happening here. Is that Sandstrom yes. and Urson I think are favored, and yeah. he is trying to work his way into that. But again, if the Flyers have to hold three roster spots for goalies, that throws the forward mix, you know, into mm-hmm. a little bit of chaos. And then if York is injured, that throws the defenseman into a little bit of chaos. And so I think that maybe a forward here is going to get the shaft because they're going to be forced to only carry 13 forwards instead of 14 in an ideal situation because of all this. Yeah, I think that's very possible. And so then in that case, you may look be looking at a situation where even Allison doesn't make the team. Yeah, I think, you know, Tyson Forster and Wade Allison are those borderline guys right now, um, even though they're trying to frame it in another way. I think with Tanner Lazinski battling Wade Allison, I think that 
right now, Tyson Forster is definitely borderline and I don't necessarily think he should be. Right. I know. And that's the whole thing right now. There's just, it's not as much competition as you'd like. It's too much status quo for me. It doesn't mean they won't, you know, the guys won't play well, but it's just, if you want guys to have their best seasons in the AHL, give them this time then and actually make them think they can win a roster spot. Cause if you don't human nature just always means there'll be a little bit of a letdown before they start doing well again in the AHL, there's going to be a fire eventually to get back to the NHL, but there's going to be a letdown because in the off season, every prospect wants to believe they can make the team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and right now, if, if I were on the team, even if I was performing well, I might realize there's a numbers game here. And then I would say to myself, how's there a numbers game with this team? This is not a top five team in the league. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it puts the Flyers in a real challenging position because this is the year where we're supposed to evaluate all this talent and figure out who are we sticking with for the rebuild and who are we willing to jettison as part of this process. This is the biggest task this team has this season, right? Yeah. And if they can't get these guys the ice time in order to do that, like that's a big problem. Now, if you have them all in the phantoms and they're all battling and it makes the phantoms great, sure, it's a side effect that you might like, but it still doesn't really get you to the end of that yellow brick road, right? And and so I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna figure out how to get the information they need if they can't even have the right camp battles to get them there. No, that's fair. I mean, again, you know, I, I'll go back to okay, if Mark Stahl's not gonna play every day. Um, that gets Zamula in the lineup, but does Nick Sealer have to play every game? Well, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. So does that mean they will carry eight? Or does that mean every once in a while they'll rotate up a defenseman like a Helge Grands and eventually um, somebody, Ronnie Adder, if he you know does well down there? Maybe, but we don't know that. But that doesn't even account for Adam Jenning and Emil Andre. I think there's no, four- I know. There's four defensemen that should be in that rotation. Yeah, they're not though. Minimum. I think I think Jenning and 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 Emil Andre are in the. You might as well just say they're starting the season with the Phantoms. I think they have zero chance, and that's not to mean they're not looking good because I think they've had some good, really good moments. But there's nowhere to put them. So I just. Oh, I'm not saying there's somewhere to put them on the Flyers now. I'm saying as far as who you want to rotate in to get them Flyers ice time this season with call ups those are the four guys that we're talking about, right? That we need to get them NHL time this season. Yes. Maybe after the deadline, Rachel, I know it's going to, that's not the answer that's you far want off, man. That it is, is far but that's, off. but that's when they should be really clearing the decks again, you know, yeah. Walker sealer, you know, a lot of these guys should be going then. So yeah, they do yeah. have the room next year, next year, next year on the flyers, there should be no more, Nick Sealers, Sean Walkers, guys like that. You want to have Mark Stahl because he's a veteran? Okay. But there shouldn't be any more guys like that blocking spots. It shouldn't happen next year. Shouldn't it even really be happening now, but it is. So, But next year it shouldn't happen. And whether the coach likes that or not, I guess we'll find out this season. That'll be one of the uh, things we'll find out. Yeah, I, I just think that it's it's a real catch-22 we've got going on here where we really need some of these guys to play. And, we, and I definitely think they have the talent 
I think that not all of them should be in the NHL right away this season, but all of them should get a shot and we need to figure out what's going on there, but there isn't room for them. So how do we make room for them? And shockingly, the cap is not the issue here. It's, it's just like wild to me that this is the situation the flyers are in. Um, because like, I, I do think there's a great possibility for success with a lot of these guys, but we got to figure out who to bet on and we can't right. figure it out if they don't play. Right. You know, like right now I'm looking at the LA Kings and what's proposed there and it may not happen, but if what happens happens, you know, they still have one, two, three, at least four homegrown defensemen in there. If Brant Clark makes the team, Bjorn Fott's a homegrown, Mikey Anderson drew down. Like that's what you're looking for. And they're already a contending team. They're a really good team, but that's what you're looking for. And the Flyers, they're not there yet. Yeah, so I think it's something that we'll want to look into for these or or look for in, in the last week of training camp here and see if battles are created and and it's made clear what these positional counts are going to be and if they can make a decision like that at this point in order to create some of these battles and create situations for it, um, especially in game-like situations. And we're going to talk about two of those games coming up next. So Russ, we have two more preseason games this weekend to talk about. Uh, We have tonight the Flyers facing the Bruins in Boston And then on Saturday night at home for the first home preseason game against the Devils. And uh, like we said, they're very likely to put in as many starters as possible for that first home preseason game. You want to get the fan base excited and you want to have people give people incentive to come to that first home uh, preseason game. Might want to get a five on five goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully they will have gotten one in Boston. We don't know. That's the, that's the magic of taping. (laughs) Try to predict the future on that one. But, uh, because I certainly would not have picked Ryan Paling for the, for the first goal. So we'll, we'll see what happens tonight in Boston. But I think that these are, you know, facing Boston and New Jersey this preseason, I think are actually, it's a really good thing for the Flyers mm-hmm. right now. I think you need to put this team up against much better competition uh, than they are in order to really get a good feel for who everybody is and what combinations are going to work and maybe hone what your defensive pairings could look like up against more top teams. Now, I know the Bruins are kind of in flux this year and there's been a, a lot of changes, but they're still a really good team and they have some good prospects there as well. Right. Yeah, they do. Uh, John Beecher is a big guy and he skates well, he hits hard. So he, if he, if he plays, you look out for him. Fabian Lysel could be in their top six, mm-hmm. super fast goal scorer, really uh tremendous puck handler. A lot of, a lot, a lot of potential there. So you have him. You also, um, who am I leaving out? Um, there's somebody else I'm leaving out. But anyhow, they they have a few. Mason Lowry um, is the other one, a defenseman. Uh, used to be at Ohio State. Really, really good skater. Gets the puck out quick. Smart defenseman. So those are some guys that uh, you could look out for. 
Yeah, and, and I think that with New Jersey, since we've already faced them in the preseason, and this is around two, and there was a little bit of an excuse like, well, we were tired from all the extra practicing, yes, all the and that's why we look slow, and and all of that. This is a chance to to prove that that was in fact the case, maybe, and you can actually keep up with a team like the Devils, which they cannot. Let's be no. real. I mean, but, we know the answer to that. But we can at least see if they can be more competitive and play better structurally defensively. And that's where we have to get like the right pairings in. And I would certainly hope we're going to see Sanheim and Risto, whether they're together or separate, but we got to see them up against the Devils. I think that's really crucial to get them in a game like that. Yeah, especially if the Hughes line's there, because last time they were in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So if the Hughes line's there, you got to do it. Because again... (sighs) I don't know if the Flyers coaching staff could be confident of what the top pairing is because I'm not, not yet. Yeah, especially if we don't know what the situation is with Cam York. Right. Um, you know, but I would certainly think we would get Sandheim, Risto, uh, Walker, and Stahl in that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But again, and it's then, tough if and you're then you asking... want two prospects in there. Right. And, and I got to be honest, I, I still would put Stahl on the third pairing. I I don't want to put him on the second pairing. This is a guy who you don't want to burn out by half season because all of a sudden you're desperate and you're putting him in your top four. That's not the way this team should be playing it this year. So no matter what, Stahl should be on the third pairing when he plays. Yeah, and and maybe you put him with Emil Andre in this particular game, and then you put you know either Ronnie Adderd or – Helge Grons like on a different pairing and mix it up that way. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you could do any number of those combinations, but there should be four flyers and two prospect defensemen probably in both of the games this weekend. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know that they'll do that with the back-to-back situation. They may have it be more prospect heavy in Boston, Uh, but, but we'll see how that plays out. And then, you know, to our point in the last segment, there's not much going on battle-wise on the forward side of things. And so do you throw like Wade Allison, Tyson Forrester, and one other forward as the third forward on each of the lines and then have yeah. two quote-unquote flyers on every other line from there? I probably do because I probably need to get one one more really good look at them because you know they're going to start making more cuts. So, and with the Phantoms, what, starting Saturday, something like that? Um, yeah. yeah on Sunday, yeah. Sunday. So I need to see that because then whoever doesn't look the right part is going to, you know, be down with the Phantoms again. Yeah. And so that's why they're going to have to do that against Boston. Yeah. Because some of those guys are going to have to start Phantoms camp on Sunday. So they're not going to play Saturday night at home necessarily. I mean, one or two of them might, but I don't think they're going to want to put a lot of those guys in Saturday night. No, I think it's more the forwards that'll be in. Mm -hmm. um, So for potential scoring at home, I think that's what they're going to want to do. Yeah, it'll be a Flyers heavy lineup on that game for sure, like we said. But again, so many questions and it would be nice if they could uh, set up some of these battles like we're talking about and and give us something to really question and see, you know, what is the decision making process here Um, and, uh, you know, have some more fun with this. Yeah, I agree. I would like to see more. We don't know if it's going to happen. And uh We'll just see if we see more scoring. 
All right. Well, we will be back on Monday. We will discuss uh, who went in the lineup and what were the results for those two preseason games. Plus, we'll have our nemesis of the week as we do each and every Monday. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions, you can send them in via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.